cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for listening to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. And it's Marie's week. Yes, guys. And I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news... Well, the good... <laughs> The good news is I wrote a killer episode on Nexium. <laughs> right. The bad news is you don't get to hear it. Um, there's an ongoing police investigation. <laughs> there's just some things we don't want to get involved in uh, and ruffle that those feathers right now. So we're just going to hang on to that and one day you'll get to hear it and it'll be great. It, it'll be another lost episode. <laughs> another lost episode. Yeah. So, it'll, it'll be a great series later on when we can just air all the lost episodes. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So, um, we can just pretend that never happened, and today we're going to be talking about the Source family. Yes! Now, I'm really excited about this, because this is 100% LA-based, like, just as LA as it gets, and I love that. Um, the Source family actually had a restaurant, well, you know, I'll get to that in a second. So, let's talk about who let, I feel like I'm forgetting to say something. I don't think so, though. Um, I, I mean, oh, yeah, this is going to be a two-part episode. This is going to be a two-parter. So this is going to be the side that a lot of people say is the good side and the side that people who still think fondly of the Source family want you to see. And then we are going to do another episode on the dark side. Um, and that should be interesting. But for now, you're going to hear mostly the good side with some bad mixed in, but mostly good. Awesome. The Source family was started by James Edward Baker, who changed his name to Father Yod, and um, later Yahoa. You know what? <laughs> so. So many people are like, you know, God's got a cool name. I'll just take that one. <laughs> I'm gonna be him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but he doesn't do that until a little bit later on. Right now... He is born James Edward Baker on July 4th, 1922 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Baker had a pretty interesting history because he's a World War II veteran uh, from in the Marines and he earned a Silver Star. Uh, so he was a really good soldier, um, jujitsu expert, um, pretty tough guy, moved to L.A. to become a stuntman, but uh, was also convicted of murder and bank <laughs> robberies, which he made no bones about. Um, oh, so he, like, was full on, like, I killed a guy. Yeah. Okay, shit. All right. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but what's weird to me about it is, like, I can't really find what those the consequences of that were. I mean, was. seemingly nothing. Like, unless the judge was like, I sentence you to a health food empire. <laughs> the best part. My favorite thing about the fact that he killed this guy was, though, is he gave him two judo chops to the neck and a bullet to his head. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, how is this already that insane? Wait, so he just like... Did I mention this is the good side? Does he, did he take karate or... Oh, he was a jujitsu expert. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was really hoping that he gave him two judo chops and then was like, fuck, all right, I'll use the gun. All well, right. that is kind of, I think, what happened. 
he did it twice to his he's neck. Like, I'll I kill like, you. But you know what One he more had? Time. You know what he had that the Rajanishis didn't have? Sick judo traps. Perseverance. Perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because they fucked up every person they tried to kill, and then they were just like, "Well, That's that didn't true. work." They, they would try once, and then be like, "Oh, fucking, this is yeah. this is doomed." But so he, I mean, he triple tapped a dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's here's. I gave I him one judo chop. I gave him two judo chop. It didn't work. I figured something out. Yeah. Well, here's my question: If you've just been judo chopped in the next neck once. Why just stick around for a second one? Like, not to victim blame, but like, <laughs> step to the side. Did you just did you just judo chop me? <laughs> I was like, I'm so, ow. I'm, was that, that that hurt? Stop doing that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, two judo chops to the neck and a bullet to the head. That sounds like the world's coolest country music album or something. Like, it's just so dope. <laughs> I mean, the thing the thing that I I like this whole time I'm picturing him just standing. A cr- like the, the the guy he's trying to murder is standing there just constantly getting judo chopped and I'm realizing it was probably a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was just standing there with his hands right. at his side. Right, like, just like knock it off. Like yeah. that means that there was some sort of karate fight that ended in a gun. Yeah. I mean or and he just walked up to him. Right. Or the cult hasn't even started yet. Jiu-jitsu, it hasn't. And there's already roundhouse well, kicks. <laughs> Jiu Jitsu expert but amateur gunman. And uh, still better at that. I really appreciate the fact that so many cults have uh, martial arts expertise. Right? <laughs> like, what? Also, as a side note, two judo chaps and a bullet to the head is actually better as a Tarantino film name. That so. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to see I'd that watch movie. That. Yeah. Also a band name. Exactly. Um. Anyway, he moved to LA to become a stuntman. <laughs> because he specialized in... Judo chop death? Well... <laughs> Does he? Not really, I guess. <laughs> Judo chop attempted murder. <laughs> you know. He tried. Didn't work out. Right. But um, that's what guns are for. So, gun <laughs> control. Anyway, um, he was influenced by the Nature Boys, which was an L.A.-based group, and they focused on a natural lifestyle and a vegetarian diet. So that's kind of how this all started, which all goes back to my theory that vegetarians suck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you listen to this podcast, in which case, in which case you're great. You. And look... I was a vegetarian for a year. I started a cult. It didn't work out. I'm back. I eat meat again. Here we go. So he studied philosophy and religion and esoteric spiritual teachings. So most of my information actually came from a documentary called The Source Family Movie, written, uh, which was by Maria Demopoulos and Jody Weil or Willie. I'm not quite sure which, but... So they made this documentary all about it because he had a woman in the commune that was the historian and she was a photographer. So it kind of worked out a lot like Buddha Field. She had all this great uh, footage and they were able to make this documentary and it's really good. Again, I know I say this every time, but really, I think you should watch it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's fascinating because she has so much footage. You get to really see these people and... uh, there's a lot of them that volunteered to be in this documentary now. So you can kind of see what they looked like then and what they were up to then and then see where they're at now. And it's pretty interesting to see how they evolved. But mostly the footage is just fascinating, especially of him, because he, like any good cult leader, had so much power over these people. They were enthralled. I mean, there anything he said, they just became weak at the knees. Damn. Um, and we'll Do you get into think it him. was the judo chops, though? I don't think he was judo chopping them. He was uh, 
apparently when he founded this whole thing, he said that it completely saved his life and changed everything. Um, I forgot to explain who he judo chopped. Oh, yeah. Um, That might be kind of important. He was having an affair with the actress Jean Ingram. Wait, what? Yeah, so it was her husband. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) But also, eating clean turned his life around so that he didn't have to judo chop no more? Pretty much. He just chops vegetables, not nuts. So, I feel like I have an episode title now, Chops Vegetables, <laughs> Not Next. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one. <laughs> to be fair, he wasn't really chopping much next before. That's true, because he, he needed the gun. <laughs> He's really big, though. He was 6'4", like, and they showed pictures of him when he was in his 20s. Like, handsome guy, I mean, yeah. you know, before he, before he grew the long hair and the long beard and started to look like Jesus. That is not a turn-on for me. Um... But it worked for a lot of people. <laughs> there, you'd be amazed. I have a friend who looks almost exactly like Jesus. He's like six five and all beardy with long hair, and girls just go crazy for oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, on Below Deck, one of my other Bravo favorite shows. <laughs> I have totally watched Below it's Deck. It's fucking great. And Kate is everything. I want to be her. She was saying, um, yeah, she kept uh, hooking up with this guy, Hot Jesus, the whole time, and I was like, it's not hot. <laughs> Not hot. I don't find guys look like Jesus attractive. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm six foot out. five and have a quote unquote beard. Do you I don't look, look like, like Jesus? Jesus. Okay. No. All right. No, no, Grow no. some long hair. Also, I tried to look up J- James Edward Baker uh, to like see what he looked like. And I found one or two pictures of him with long bearded hair and then several different sex offenders with the exact <laughs> same name. Yeah, there's a lot of bad guys with that name. Yeah. <laughs> You know someone's a sex offender when they got a triple name. Stop naming your kids James Edward Baker. Yeah, it's a bad (laughs) name. They're gonna be a rapist. The movie opens up with one of their songs because they also had a band. And I gotta say, not not bad. bad. Not Mm -hmm. bad. Um, Their hit single was two judo chops and a bullet's head. (laughs) No, it was just turning Japanese. I mean, oh my God. In reference to their martial arts, but also plant-based lifestyle. (laughs) Sorry, that was horrifically racist, and I am sorry. I love uh, the music. Mm-hmm. Not so sure about the vocals. Oh, okay, okay. We'll get into all that, though. Amazing. Do we get to hear some? Yeah. Yes! And you're going to see what I mean. You're going to be like, oh, I kind of like this. The music's good, and then all of a sudden there's like, because it was interpretive. Oh, God. And improvisational. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I find problematic. Oh, my God, yes. In my music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you're Lil Wayne. I mean. Or anyone else who can freestyle and yeah, not yeah. James Edward Baker. Yeah. Um. Wait, he's singing? Oh, yes. <laughs> Duh, he's the lead singer of the ya- the Yahoma whatever 13. I gotta find out. I think well, that's you think he was gonna be the rhythm guitarist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought with his chopping skills that maybe rhythm would have been a, a good a good place. The drum, he doesn't even have drummer. <laughs> Just like judo chop some of those bongos, son. <laughs> oh my god. How did this get off the rails so fast? Oh, it's gonna keep going. It's not a, done. I'll give you a rim chop. Chop chop. There we go. Um, so it starts out with the music and then testimonials about how people were enthralled by him and 
there were people that were like, I saw lightning bolts coming out of his ears and there's white around his head and like white light, not just hair. And then the word of God, they described it as this utopian society that they created. So he wore a white robe and he was described as being the smartest, strongest, most benevolent guy in the world. But I don't feel like the most benevolent guy in the world judo chops people in the neck and then shoots them in the head. Yeah, I don't I don't think the, Again, the most benevolent. I think if, I know a lot of people who've not killed a dude and I would call them more benevolent. Pretty much, yeah. Did they mean malevolent? No. I mean, they're malevolent is accurate, but there's still more malevolent people. Like, yeah. don't punch above your weight, dude. Kim Jong-il is still, or Un is still alive. <laughs> One guy described them as the most interesting gang in town. No question about that. And that's true. I found them pretty interesting. Um, it was a mixture of Eastern and Western mysticism. They basically took the whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing and turned it into a religion. Oh, okay. So the people that are featured in the documentary um, are all named... I'll give you their names right now. They changed their names once they became part of the family. Okay. Are Omni the Aquarian, Damien Paul, aka Yahoah Three. Okay, which is <laughs> such a bummer. Like, because <laughs> three was like I think in his name, not like the third, but like just <laughs> just three. Xenaru, uh, Harvest Moon Aquarian, Octavius Aquarian, Jin Aquarian, Orbit Aquarian, Electra Electra Aquarian, who I really liked, Galaxy. Aquarian, electricity, the Aquarian, Isis, Aquarian, yeah, Magus, Magus, the Aquarian, Maga, Magus, M A G U S. Okay. He actually joined in 1965 when he was at Harvard. No, oh, geez, uh-huh. best and brightest. So, um, well, just wait and see. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I like that they're into sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but just like not red meat. Yes, so, like cocaine, totally fine. They don't Complex show them. Fats? No. <laughs> they don't show them doing any real hard drugs. Okay. They don't talk about it much. So Magus talks about how he met Swami Sanchinata at Woodstock and got completely hooked on everything he had to say. And they took a little drive out to California together to stop at the Source, which was the restaurant that Baker started. Now the Source. Do you know where it is? No. Where is it? It's. Cabo Cantina. What the fuck? Wait, yeah. on, on Santa Monica Boulevard? On Sunset. Oh, on Sunset. Yes. Oh, by the comedy store. Yes. Fuck. What? Holy so shit. I kind of feel like it might be a really good place for a meetup one yeah. day. Yeah. I'm um, down shit. I was so excited when I found out it was Cabo Cantina. The one and only time I have ever gone to Cabo Cantina, I will never forget because it's burned in my memory. It was December <laughs> of 2010 and I went with Margaret and we, I mean, I had one drink. <laughs> like, what did they do? It, it was, I got an AMF. Okay. <laughs> Granted, it was an AMF. Yeah. So did she. I don't remember much, but I do remember her vomiting in the sink inside the little bar oh, of geez. the room that we had at uh, the Mondrian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that was because of the Cabo Cantina. I, I've never been. I've been to Saddle Ranch. Um, oh yeah and only once though and then i remember like start like they were playing music and i kind of started to like dance and they were like there's no dancing here and i was just like at saddle ranch yes and i was like the fuck and what the f- and i've never been back what is this ireland i know i know <laughs> I, I i couldn't figure it out i was just like what, the, what? is this the footloose bar like what what's is wrong that with you? yeah <laughs> i don't know I, th- I think their whole thing is just like we're a bar 
not but yeah, a, but not you, a club. There's a girl that goes to Gold's Gym that dances. Right? That's less of a dancey venue than Saddle Ranch. Right? There's plenty of homeless people that dance everywhere. You can dance if you want to. You, you can, can leave, leave your, your friends, friends behind. Because your friends don't <laughs> dance. And if they don't dance, then they're you can at go the to Saddle, Saddle Ranch. Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. It was very strange. The only reason Saddle Ranch... I, I've only actually been to the Saddle Ranch in Orange County. But I really wanted to go to the Saddle Ranch on Sunset many a moons ago because that's where Brett Michaels took his girls yes! <laughs> in Rock of Love. I was super excited to go the first time because of Rock of Love. Yes, that's it. So they stopped at the source. Now the source was the restaurant that Baker started. And here's what's crazy. It earned more money per square foot than any other restaurant in the country at the time. Damn. And it was one of the first like health restaurants. Okay. Um... And it was a big hot spot, big celebrity hot spot too. Right. Uh, which was pretty interesting to see kind of who, the, who everybody was going there. And uh, Baker was actually really good friends with Steve McQueen, which I think is oh, really funny. Shit. Yeah. And so he was there. Um, so anyway, when they stopped off at the source, this woman said, Now you have to come meet Father. And he was like, okay. So he climbed into the attic and he said he walks in and it's, he said the ultimate guru father figure just in this attic above the restaurant, just sitting there like, you know, all this ornate shit around him. And he said that he didn't know what else to do, but bend down and kiss his feet, Baker's feet. And Baker just goes far fucking out. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, you are my son and I am your father. And the guy was like, yes. So (laughs) that was easy. I never understand when people have these urges. Yeah, like conversion stories where they're just like, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. You're Jesus. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) I had a customer once ask me to try on shoes so he could see if the he's like, your feet look like my wife's feet and I just want to see if they'll look nice. And I was like, okay. He was a foot fetish guy, and I didn't know. And so I was trying on shoes, and he was like, oh, yeah, those look good. Those look so good. Oh, can I touch it? And I was like, get the fuck out of my store. (laughs) As soon as you said this guy wanted me to try on shoes, I was like, oh, Marie. I mean, I look, I was really trying to make commission. I feel that. Um, Octavius said a lot of young kids who needed a father uh, and an example would want to join this man and his group because he could kick anyone's ass and he was fatherly. I mean, that's true because judo chops plus hair. Yeah. I don't know about fatherly. I mean, like my father would never say far fucking out. Oh, God, mine would. (laughs) (laughs) We all know (laughs) earlier. My father says a lot of things. (laughs) That sounds like one of them. I also just assume that he sounds just like like Tommy Chong. That was that's what I'm picturing is Tommy (laughs) Chong. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Oh, that's right. He said far fucking out. So this guy's just kissing his feet. He's just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Lick Um, that foot. Do they look like your wife's feet? (laughs) Oh God. Um. So I love they cut to in the in the video. I got really excited. Um. Dr. Patricia Bragg 
was a childhood friend of Baker. Okay. Now, that name may not sound familiar, but I know goddamn well you've seen that apple cider vinegar, that Bragg's apple cider vinegar oh that's God, everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. her. Oh, shit. And that stuff that they're telling everyone to drink, even though it's not good for you? I still drink it. <laughs> um, I drink that shit. I like it in my water because it's tart. Okay. And I, I like that. Okay. Because I don't really like water. But I really like the Bragg liquid aminos as a substitute for soy sauce. Okay. Very good. Fun fact. And it's gluten free. Oh, there you go. Anyway, I like her and her pink hat and her pink lipstick and everything that was pink <laughs> that she was wearing. I was, I was all about it. Um, and they were family friends and they went I wrote it god I'm so eloquent in my notes I wrote uh Paul Bragg and Jim Baker were friends and went hiking and shit (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's perfectly crystal clear for me now I think we all know what they did they went hiking and shit yeah so um Baker was described, I think I told you, 6'4", handsome. At age 12, he was named America's Strongest Boy. I was not able to fact check that and find by who. (laughs) So I'm just going to take it at face value and say he was America's Strongest Boy at age 12. I mean, but also, who was measuring? (laughs) That's my point. Like, who was like, we need to round up all the boys in America. Try to lift this car. Exactly. Like, how do you even know? I need a shirt that says America's Strongest Boy. (laughs) Yes. He also had two other restaurants. He had the Aware Inn, on also on Sunset Boulevard. So these are high rent areas. Where was the Aware Inn? Do you know? Just it's just Sunset is all I know. Um, and the Discovery Inn in Topanga Canyon, um, which I love because I love Topanga Canyon. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. I think that place is so fucking cool. If it if there wasn't a solid chance that my house would burn down, I would live there. I think it's yeah, so cool that. in there. I've never been, but I do love Topanga. From Boy Meets From Boy Meets World? Yeah. She has beautiful hair. Oh, she has beautiful everything. And he has also Old World, uh, which was on Sunset as well. Um, <laughs> so he made no qualms about, he had no qualms about who he was. He talked a lot about his background as a killer and, oh, I'm sorry. He did successfully judo chop men to death, too. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> do you think he was practicing after that first one? I don't know. I'm a little unclear on my notes here. It says Jim killed him with two karate chops to the throat and a bullet to the head. But then it says judo chopped two men to death. So, mm, again, <laughs> fact checking. <laughs> Let me back up and tell you guys really quickly. Hacked I- to death via judo chops. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I should tell you all that I had to change Colts like six times in the last couple of days because there were ties to the Voldemort of Colts, he who shall not be named, I guess. Right, right. Um, so this is researched. It could be better. <laughs> but it's pretty accurate. <laughs> So I'm sorry this may not be. I'm sorry I don't have the exact number yeah. of judo chops. <laughs> oh, man. Um, they estimate that he robbed between, this is great, two, <laughs> two and 11 banks. <laughs> That's a pretty wide margin. I know. Um, but the bank robberies funded the Aware and the Source restaurants. Okay. So that explains how he was able to oh. afford these Sunset Boulevard yeah, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, granted, that is not cheap real estate. No. And they, I mean, they all did well because they were very innovative, con- innovative concepts. They were new. Um, they were all about 
healthy food, vegetarian food, and frankly, it doesn't sound very good. Um, not because it's vegetarian, just what was on the menu. I listened. Yeah. They had footage of people ordering, and I was like, huh. Well, that's, I mean. <laughs> it's gotten better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, vegetarian food has gotten, like, way so good. fucking better yeah. now than it used to be. Yeah. It used to be just like, here's a pumpkin. And, like, now it's like, hey, we made this burger taste like a real burger. Well, they show one guy ordering, and he goes, I'll have the alfalfa sprouts and a plate of mashed yeast. And I was <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> Well, I know brewer's yeast, like, way back in the day, like, uh, and I think some still vegans and vegetarians today will use brewer's yeast in place of cheese. Yes, I actually, <laughs> I actually have, um... Uh, oh my god, blanking on the name. I think it's just called Nutritional Yeast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also a Bragg product. <laughs> and it comes um, in like a shaker. Right. And it does have like a nutty, cheesy well, it's flavor got kind to of it. a funky flavor to it. I kind of like it. Oh, okay. So it's not bad. It's pretty good, actually. Um, if you, I mean, I think like, you know, salads, soups. I put it on eggs and it's actually pretty good. Hmm. So, fun fact. More, I, we were not sponsored by Bragg. Um, yeah, no. I'm cool with it if they want to. I mean, if you want a thing that's actually cheese to sprinkle on stuff. I mean, I prefer real cheese. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Rogue Blue Cheese Dairy makes a really cool blue cheese sprinkle that you can put into mac and cheese, just like mac and cheese powder. Oh, really? And you can, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, just in case you're like, I only have this $1.99 box of Kraft mac and cheese, but I want it to taste gourmet. There you go. That's fancy. I'm yeah. into that. Um, so, oh, okay, so when he was 43, he did meet a girl, um, who was 19, and then he just did a lot of speed and wouldn't sleep for days. Oh, God. Um, and he'd come in at night and open the cash registers, and the investors ended up kicking him out of the restaurants. The other ones, not the sources, or maybe the sources, well, (laughs) again, (laughs) vague on the details right here. I mean, that doesn't, I mean, I, I have had, like, one run-in with someone super into speed and yeah i would kick them out too oh yeah it's a clusterfuck uh one of my roommates in college dated this girl and brought her around for a while and she was cool but super dumb like she saw an all-state insurance commercial at our house and flipped out because she didn't think that morgan freeman should stoop to selling insurance and we were like bitch that's Ah, not morgan freeman (laughs) what are you talking about um, and That's then all rough. of a sudden, like, our roommate came back and we were like, hey, where's Christina or whatever her name was? And he was like, oh, she broke up with me. She wanted to get back together with her speed dealer. And then, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, and then she was mad that we wouldn't still be friends. And we were like, oh, what? And he's like, yeah. So she's like really mad at me now. So if she comes here, don't tell her I'm here. And we were like, she knows where we live. Like, what are you doing? Oh my god. Yeah. She never came by. If you're dating someone and they dump you for their speed dealer, be thankful. Yeah. You dodged a bullet. Also, one time in our house, they were going over, we were watching the news and they were like, the average American household budget is blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I don't think I could live on under 70 grand a year. And at the time, everyone living in the house was making like yeah, you're call- in under college. 30 grand yeah. a year. We were like, what? <laughs> Like, we we are eating this ramen because it's our only choice. Did you think we were doing this for fun? What are you... What? <laughs> she's had no concept of money. Oh, wow. Well. Because she's spending it all on speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she should have joined this little group. She still kind of can. Well, yeah. not really. But anyway, Source family. They grew out of the restaurant. And right. um, a big problem they were having, but they didn't see it as a problem, was they would recruit young girls to go work at the restaurant 
And this one of the girls, um, her name was Nancy Hirsch. She changed it to heaven once she became part of the family. Um, she was 12 years old and she'd sneak out and go work at the restaurant. Oh, jeez. Um, what 12-year-old is sneaking out to go work? I mean, this he was so powerful and had such a strong presence. And all these people just, like I said, anything he said, they felt like when they looked into their eyes that they were looking into God. I mean, they decided he was God before he decided he was God. <laughs> Pro tip, don't decide someone else is God. No. <laughs> just, just don't. No. Don't also, do he might have just been really beautiful. You don't, it doesn't make you God. Yeah, and I mean, again, I don't like long white hair and long white beards, but I guess his eyes were pretty. They were blue. <laughs> what Marie's trying to say is maybe he is God. Let's not- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Because right now, like, yeah, I, I don't understand the, like, this guy has it. Unless you're already on drugs. You know what's great, though, is he does do a couple of things that are pretty miraculous. And you're like, huh. <laughs> like, all right. You're not God, but that is good. <laughs> that was he, like- he met a dude, and that dude's first instinct was to kiss his feet. And even he was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like know. That yeah. was kind of like last week, the president was tweeting a million and a half things but one of them was that Scientology should lose their tax exempt status and I was like yeah okay yeah I'm behind it <laughs> alright man that's funny yeah, like, he has done a total of three things that I've been like alright yeah alright good, good for you <laughs> I think the listeners should know about this note <laughs> that I wrote to myself that says bigger than life <laughs> him and Robin were husband and wife I was mesmerized wait bigger than life him and Robin was Bigger Robin than the twelve-year-old? I don't know what this. <laughs> I don't know what this means. I mean, oh, look. I hope not. <laughs> Robin was not twelve. He did okay. meet Robin, okay, and she was nineteen, and they did get married. Okay, so I don't okay. know what the fuck I was talking that about. Was there the one that she was doing all the speed, or he was doing all the speed? No, different. Okay, mm-hmm. different nineteen-year-old. Yes. Um. So he married Robin Baker, who went by ah. Uh, Aom in the family and she mother mother Robin mother Robin Aom in the family and she said I never experienced love like I did with Jim Baker I never knew that anybody could possibly love a person like that so she's in the documentary and it's really really good she actually was one of my favorite people um on it because I actually feel so bad for her and you'll Mm. hear why but she's really sweet and so pretty now and then I mean she has an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, until she met Jim Baker, she was very sickly. Uh, and she was constantly getting sick, almost died. Um, and then he put her on this vegetarian diet and did meditations with her and yoga and all this stuff that he preached. And she swears that that's what saved her because she was not like that um, anymore. And I do believe that food is a powerful medicine. Um so do we. It, it's, it is. <laughs> it makes it really us stop is. feeling sad. <laughs> I mean, there's that as well. But I, think that, but I think that his, the things that he was nourishing her with were kind of helping her. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what she was sick with. They didn't make that super clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, she got better. She no, could I have also you. just grown out of it. There, um, there was a, a point in time in my retail career where there was like, an amazing health food restaurant next door mm-hmm. and I ate there every day mm-hmm. and felt amazing and then it closed and now there's like you know 
do you want cake? <laughs> like, that doesn't help. On the flip no. side, I worked at this place where next door they opened up a pizza place that would sell by the slice for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt like shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. Good food makes you feel good. Bad food makes you feel bad. I'm not saying I'm the picture of eating healthy. I'm not. But I certainly can feel the difference when I'm eating healthy and when I'm not. Right. Um, and so she's consistently on this very clean diet. They said, actually, when they cut food... I think um, they said if it's been cut within the last 12 minutes, the vegetables and prepared, then it's okay. If it's any longer than that, then it's, you got to get rid of it. Interesting. Um, And it's not because of any nutritional value, but that just shows like how fresh their stuff was. Yeah, yeah. Um, So she said that he was very open with her about his violent nature and his past and that he, um, once he became spiritual, it saved him. Right. Um, which I do think that spirituality and religion and whatnot, that can really turn a person around if they find something they really connect with. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, like, so many examples of people that either find Jesus in prison or right oh, after, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it happens. So one of the guys on there is Bobby Klein, and he was the manager of the Old World in restaurant, and him and Jim Baker met because they bought weed from the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> As many great minds have met. Yes, yes. I've never actually, every time I've been there buying weed from like, back back when I had to buy from like a street guy, every other person in that guy's house I was like, man, I should not do weed anymore. <laughs> you all, like, have you ever been to like a crack house? No. no. Okay, well, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Imagine what you think a crack house is where you see all these people whose lives are in shambles. Mm-hmm. Now imagine the weed version of that. Like, they're so shitty, the people that hang out around weed dealers, that it's like, oh, this might be a drug. Like, everyone says <laughs> it's just it's just a plant. Yeah, but tell that to these guys. They I haven't just... moved in hours. So Baker met Yogi Bhajan and became completely enamored with him. So he became his guru. And Bajan had a house in Cheviot Hills and a garage full of what else but Rolls Royces. Dude, that's in the next episode, too. And in the Rajneeshis. Mm-hmm. What is it with cult leaders? And that's like their version of the Mary Kay pink Cadillac. I have no idea, but I used to live right by Cheviot Hills. I love Cheviot Hills. It's beautiful. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that is. Yeah. Um, so at one point, he had Yogi Bajan's photo above the fireplace. And his friend said when she saw it, she was like, "Where? when are you going to put your photo up there? And he was like, oh, I would never do that. I've never put my photo up in the fireplace in this restaurant for all to see. Six months later, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he said, this is a quote from Baker. I realized I had to get my own children because I believed that he was prevailing through me. And that's what he wanted me to do. He being God. Hmm. So he began to become the earthly spiritual father. Um, he decided the way to do it was to pick out the best things of every religion and philosophy and spiritual path and turn it into one family called and and religion called the Age of Aquarius. Oh, like the song. The Age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Gotcha. So one point five of us are really good at singing, and then I'm just really bad. Harmony <laughs> and understanding, sympathy okay. and trust. That's what they okay, say. Okay, two of us. Two of us are good at singing, and I'm just really bad. No, no, that was a joke. I promise. 
um, my voice. <laughs> like, no, it's not. That's not what I would sing like. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it sounds like, though. She sounds like, um, what's that? Cook. Julia. Um, oh, oh from... Uh, the, the cook that yeah, talks yeah, like yeah. this? Julia and Julia. Um, Julia Child. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's what that's what that part sounds like to me mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah, that, that's what I think. Like all older women who get scared, I'm like, oh. uh, they kind of do. So there was one point where there's all this chaos on the Sunset Strip, and I don't know if it was just because it was the Sunset Strip, and that's how it always is, or if there was something in particular going on. But either way, um, when was it? The seventies. Wasn't that like right when everyone was getting all race warry? Yeah, but I don't think that's what was happening in this particular moment. Oh, okay. um, but Sunflower, who is one of the men you'll see in the documentary, says that he saw nothing but chaos going on on the Sunset Strip and uh, Baker just standing there with his eyes like going up to his third eye. So I guess just like close your eyes and then roll your eyes back and look up pretend there's an eye in the middle of your forehead and he was looking at his third eye and meditating in stance um and he walked up to him and put his hand on his shoulder because he said he thought he saw him swaying okay and he said kundalini shot up his spine right and he said that all of a sudden the chaos just went away and all he could see was clouds and lights and angels and that's when he knew that Jim Baker was his earthly spiritual father. Jeez. Um, and <clears throat> his wife put an ad in the paper that said, this Sunday at 11 a.m. Jim Baker will give a class on meditation. Don't be late. And this is kind of how it all started. Okay. Um, and... His whole philosophy was that you could do anything you want as long as you're kind. Um, Including judo chopping people's necks. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, people started coming every Sunday and a lot of these people he just hired. And it became a lot like 12 tribes where, you know, they work at the restaurant. The money they make goes back towards the right. community. But they all seem to love it. Like... I will say that all these people look again just like Budafield, like they're having a blast. Right. Um, and him and Robin, it's really cute to see they were like at that point, even though he was considerably older, very much in love. I mean, she adored him. He adored her, treated her like a queen. You can see, like it was right, really nice. Until it wasn't. Um they show this clip of him with like his big sheep herders stick and he's in white robes and everyone's in white robes and they're all following him and it's like, this guy is getting more and more this god complex. Right. Um <laughs> all the men just look like Jared Leto with their long hair and <laughs> <laughs> um he decided then that everybody was paying rent wherever they lived and why should they have to pay rent when they could all just pay rent to, for one big house and all live together and start their own commune? Got it. So that was in the Hollywood Hills. They rented this huge mansion and 150 people of them lived there. Wow. 150 of them lived there. Which my first thought was, I would kill myself. I could yeah. never yeah, live yeah, with yeah. that many people. Also... The bathroom situation. Yeah, how many bathrooms problem. does this house have? I don't know, but I know about their next one. Okay. Um, 
So they all live there and there's fucking people everywhere. And they're meditating and they're naked and they're dancing and they're making out and it's crazy. Tom Bradley, actually, the mayor of LA at the time, his niece was in it. Ooh. Um, there And there were other big names in the cult as well. So it was pretty, pretty interesting to see how much of an impact it had and how much celebrity involvement was in it. So, I mean, yeah, L.A. and the Hollywood life and all that is no stranger to being involved in cults or communes or things like that. Uh-huh. But it's still, I don't know, interesting. So Isis Aquarius was with, she was at the time dating Ron Raffaelli, who was a photographer. He shot the Beach Boys, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, etc. And when she met Father Yod, a.k.a. Baker, um... She it was kind of like the foot guy. She was like, oh, my God, I'm home. This is where I need to be. Interesting. So, like, this is two Beach Boys cults. Oh, this is so loosely tied. This is I mean, this her boyfriend at the time just took their photo. He was a major photographer, but she tried to convince him to join. And he was like, what are you? What are you nuts? (laughs) Like, fuck, you No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That guy tried to judo chop me on the way in. I am not joining. (laughs) Um. No, wait. Ron was like, yeah, I'm not about to throw away my career and start waiting tables right. and go live with 150 people. Thanks. Right. Um, but she gave, he said that she gave Father Yod everything she owned and that was it. She was in. Wow. And she was actually the one who's the historian oh, who has okay. all this footage. Um, and he said, he said, there's no, it's no secret that it was a cult. Yeah. So... Many people believe that it was a cult, and it really looks that way. Yeah. Opinion of mine. <laughs> and and our, it is of our it opinion. It is of our opinion that this that was a cult. this is a cult. Um, Electra and Orbit, who are in the documentary, went all in. And Electra's sister, Eve Shapiro, is also in the documentary. And she said that it was like someone came in and replaced my sister with a slightly vacant hippie. Oh, jeez. Um, but I guess Electra also didn't have a very close relationship with her father. Okay. And that was a common thread for a lot of the people that joined. They didn't have a fatherly figure, and he was that figure for so many people. Well, I think that's a really common thing with cults is that they provide what people don't have. Yes. So you end up with a lot of people who are missing the same kinds of things in their lives. Right. And then they end up in a cult that they feel like provides that. Mm Mm-hmm. And Orbit, Orbit, who is with Electra in the video, same video, like it's 1992. Um, he said, we liquidated our home. We had three, ve- got rid of three vehicles, all their shit. In three days, he said, I was washing dishes in the source restaurant. So they, people really gave up everything to go work in this restaurant and go be part of this family. That's so crazy. Yeah. And at one point, everyone went to the Department of Social Security and applied for names as the Aquarian family. Wow. So all these people... Their names would be like Margus is his first name, V is his middle name, and Aquarian. Wow. Is his last name. So you'd be like, I don't know. Paige the Aquarian. I'm trying to give you I'm trying to give you a source family name. Plurgus the Aquarian. <laughs> I was gonna say Hilaria. I, I was gonna say Humora the Aquarian. <laughs> but that sounds like humorous. Humora. <laughs> Oh, police started going to the house to say, like, hey, guess what? Can't have minors here. Because gotcha. yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of minors. Fun fact. Fun fact. Lots <laughs> of children. Not adults. Don't do that. Yes. 
So because of that, then he was like, okay, well, all the minors, all the women that are here that are minors, you guys need to marry someone. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, so no, no. Can, yeah. So they would marry other guys in the group. Which, again, if you're a minor, it has to be signed off by someone. And I don't think he counts as their legal guardian. Um, It, it depends on how much of a minor you are. 16. No, 16, you can... I mean, in some states, at least, I'm not sure about California at the time, you can just get married at that point. When mm-hmm. was this? Uh, 1970. In the 70s. I would discourage getting married at 16. California, I think, is 18 now, but it probably wasn't at the time. But then but, why would they get mad if she was... Because they said she was a minor at 16. Well, she can't drink or smoke. Well, yeah, that's true. Or yeah. vote or anything. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's still a minor. That's kind of, that's actually a lot, there are a lot of organizations now fighting to end those laws that basically say you cannot get married till 18 because there are some states where people can get married at 14. That's a problem too. Yeah, where it's like, hey, you can't, and parents will like force their children into it. That's where you end up with like a bunch of Warren Jeffs people where it's like, no, 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 they're married. It's like, she's a teenager. Ew, that's gross. Well, that's kind of like the one cult we covered, the Amish cult. Mm Mm-hmm. Where that oldest daughter was like 16, 14, 16. Yeah. They were married. Yeah, it grosses me out. It's super gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things they would do is he would force them to get up at four in the morning and stand in ice cold water in the pool and have what he would call a spiritual boot camp with extreme exercise. So now we're getting into kind of some of those. I mean, I like aqua aerobics. At 4 a.m. in freezing cold water. No, but I mean, there are way like if it's if it's like, hey, Paige, you could do this or you could run. I'd be like, I'll take the aqua aerobics. Thanks. Aqua aerobics is a good workout. Yeah. Um, But he was doing the cold sleep deprivation thing. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that's not not good. Um, Oh, and here's my note. So they ate raw food. And if it was cut within 15 minutes, it was OK. But if not, the life force was drained out of it. <laughs> Ooh, and okay. that's why they would toss it. Gotcha. You'd also start your morning with one six-second inhalation of weed. So, but it wasn't weed. He he said, this is not pot. This is the sacred herb. Oh, Man misuses it today. <laughs> he sounds like an asshole philosophy student. Pretty much. Um, and so he thought that they were a special group of people and they were going to usher in the age of Aquarius. And he thought that the children that were brought in were going to be, the, were the saints and sages of this new age. Mm. So it's kind of, not a master race, but like, you know, yeah, a master group. Right. That was going to bring in this new age after the war and... This, these new ideas and these new philosophies and and they weren't inherently bad right from what you see so heaven was one of the 16 year olds that got married um and she married sunflower and they had their first child when she well they had their only child when she was 16 and this is one of those things that I talked about that was really miraculous that where right. I could see, like if you're already believing that this guy is some kind of deity or right. powerful being, this would seal the deal for you. Right. So she was in labor for 22 hours. And oh my God. Also, I watched this birth. Whoa. And you will too if you watch this documentary. I mean, it is up in it. Oh, so geez. you see it. Um, they got the sense that something wasn't right because it was not going well. And when the baby was born, 
um, she was stillborn, and then the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck three oh, times. No. And you see it in the video, and it's fucking awful. It's the yeah. saddest thing to watch. Um, so Father Yod got down and said, My God, if you let this child live, I will never speak anything but the the word of God so long as I live. And then he breathed into his mouth and within five seconds, the child came to life. Oh. So, I mean, that is really cool. And you see the whole thing happen and it's pretty impressive. But like, I mean, if you are believing, like I said, that he's already powerful. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's all I need to see. Right, right. Um, It is amazing and it is a miracle. And thankfully that baby lived and has no complications and whatnot. Right, right. It's awesome. But still, um, he's not God. No. That does happen. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he did the right thing by breathing. That's like, the thing. Like CPR, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. So. Um, I mean, that's like my boyfriend was one of those surprise babies where his mom had him in the bathroom at their house because she didn't know she was pregnant. That's and, my dream. And it was 45 minutes away to the nearest hospital. And he was like two months preemie. Oh, wow. And made it. And now he's a giant werewolf man. She didn't know she was pregnant? Have you never watched the TLC show, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant? I thought that was all bullshit. No, No, it's it's totally real. It's my dream. I'm telling you, all I want is to get pregnant, go full term, have a healthy baby, and have no idea the entire time because I don't (laughs) gain any weight and I feel great. No, see, I'm I'm down to to carry it so that I can just have an excuse to have a full blown nacho party the whole time. I it's not so much the full blown nacho party I crave; it's the built in excuse to get out of absolutely anything. True, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking, yeah, I'm thinking that, and then just like a closet of maxi dresses and flip flops. Yeah. Also, a child is a lifetime of excuses to get out of shit. That's no, true. I know my kid's sick. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. I mean, also, there are people that might grow up and to be, you know, cool. But yeah, no, it's the excuses. It's the best part. That's the, I mean, let's be clear. That's number one. (laughs) (laughs) Or they grow up and they smoke a bunch of pot and then they become a guru and then they lead a cult. My kid's a guru. Like, it's nice that your kid's a doctor, but like, (laughs) is your kid God? I didn't think so. People kiss my kid's feet and that is far fucking out. (laughs) I'm sorry, how many judo chops does your kid need to get? (laughs) How many? Because mine just needs two judo chops and a bullet to the head. Joey just needs two. Joey just takes two judo chops. Um, (laughs) If your child leaves to join a commune, I blame you. <laughs> Watch oh, your kids. I feel like you can't. I mean, especially because... At 12, you can. Yeah, that's true. Why was, <laughs> why was your 12-year-old out? Um, if they're in their 20s and they're just smoking a lot of weed and they're right. being well, dumb. Well, I, I think even, like, 16. Like, once they're mobile and they, they, they can just be like, fuck you, and, like, run away. Like, 16-year-olds are pretty dumb sometimes. Yeah, like, they are, but... And they're mobile. They are. So I, I get that one. 12, just, I'm like, why wasn't that kid in the house? They have to be like my mom was. I love is. I love her and respect her and had so much fun with her, but I was terrified. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to date, I am, yeah. I like live in fear of disappointing my parents. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge thing. It's a great way to raise your kids, though, because they don't generally turn out to be too bad. That's true. We both turned out okay. I think I'm fine, and you're I fine, too. Feel, I feel like uh, the way that we're going with our lives, if any of us had any children, the way that they would rebel is by joining a cult. Because that's a pretty <laughs> big be like, part I of know. Fuck mom. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'll just use my favorite line that any parent uses. I brought you in this world. I can take you out. My mom used to say that to me all the time. But she also used to say, like, I will rip your arms off and beat you to death with the bloody stumps. <laughs> Why did She never mom- meant it. We're the same size. It, like, it, it would never happen. I just uh, I just realized that now though if if any of our kids did join a cult we could just do an episode about that and just be like yeah so what are you gonna do now Jimmy huh <laughs> the world knows <laughs> Aunt Tina's gonna know and you're not getting any Christmas presents plus I heard they have members that literally pissed their pants until they were eleven you little <laughs> shit <laughs> come back home saved all your Naruto's on the DVR and it's taking them <laughs> space. I can't wait to laugh at my kids. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Anyway. Um, oh, when... I'm sorry. I meant to say that that little girl that was born was a boy. <laughs> oh. Well, what else? But when he was born, once he started breathing again... Father Yoda, this is my favorite, reached into his pocket and handed a piece of paper and was like, his name's Solomon now, because oh, that's geez. what it said on the paper. Weird. Solomon's going to come up in the next episode, too. Well, it's very biblical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously. This is a, there's been an episode of coincidences. Yes. It's like that he, he named the baby, like, the worst magician's joke. Like, is this your baby's name? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Your baby is the ace of clubs. (laughs) Oh, man. That's great. (laughs) He was known to, like I said, he built the, the religion and their ideology on various religions and spiritual beliefs and whatnot. So he would study Druids and Native Americans and Egyptians and their era of history and my favorite thing about that is then he'd start dressing like them <laughs> and so would everyone else <laughs> like it's yo, like a why school are... project presentation day <laughs> why are all these waiters in the like like sackcloth robes oh it's druid week yes is that why they keep asking for my blood yes yes it is <laughs> They also started to get into ceremonial magic. Ooh. And that's when people started claiming that they saw vampires walking down the staircases and they truly believed that they saw the things that they right. didn't see. Hmm. Um, and also they said they would drop into the halls of Amonti when they were practicing this ceremonial magic, which was a fictional or f- fictitious... fictitious mystical place down in the center of the earth then one they cut to one guy and he's just like i never went there (laughs) (laughs) isn't there wait there's an el monte like city not el not el monte oh okay i was gonna say it was like what like 20 minutes away from here no 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 imanti i-m-a-n-t-i oh (laughs) i never went there yeah, I that's a Monty. You're talking about the Monty. El, <laughs> El Monty. Monty. When they started practicing magic. <laughs> <laughs> it started to seem crazy to some of the members. No, really? Yeah. And this is when it turns for Robin, and I feel really badly for her. He came home and asked her what she thought of him having more than one wife. And she, and like I told you, she was so in love with him. Right. And she said, I think you're a dirty old man on a lust trip. That's what I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. girl. Get it, Robin. Yes. I love her for that. 
But he did it anyway. Oh, dick. Despite his own sixth commandment, a man and a woman is one, let nothing separate them. I mean, that's a biblical thing, too. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, but he took things from every religion, and you know, so. What an asshole. I know. So, uh, he asked Galaxy, then, if she wanted to come live with him, and she was just short of 17 at the time, and she was like, yeah. And then Isis was another one. Oh, jeez. And he had different women of different ages who all filled a different role. Um. Heaven, who had that little boy I told you about a few minutes ago. So she had her little boy with Sunflower. um, And when Sunflower left her for Aquariana... (laughs) Sorry, this is ridiculous names. When Sunflower left her for Aquariana, Heaven then went to go live with Baker, Father Yod. And Aquariana was her BFF, so she was pretty sad when... yeah. She lost her when she lost sunflower to her. Was Aqu- Aquariana Aquariana the Aquarian? Was her yeah. Name? I bet they fucking hated her. Probably. Yeah. Well, she's a backstabbing bitch. So yeah, yeah I can tell because from the get go, she was like, "I'm the most Aquarian yeah. of all of us." That's true. Oh man. Heaven said, and Heaven and Robin were really good friends, and she said she felt so. I'm like, okay, so what about that whole do unto others thing? Like, yeah. So oh, you're I thought mad. You said do the other. <laughs> but I, I I'm felt- on top. I'm doing on to the other. <laughs> Evan said she felt like she was betraying Robin, but she said you couldn't say no to the guru. Ooh, yeah. Oof. And then one of the other members goes, It was obvious to me that you don't seduce a child. I began yeah. to lose respect for him. Well, Good this- on you, because yeah. that is well, this is multiple children at this point. Yes. Not okay. And he also would leave a person when they served his purpose. He had a wife and kids in Ohio that he left. Oh, that's right. Yes. Ooh. Robin said then that he went from treating her like a queen to one afternoon just waking up and pretending like she was nothing from then on. Um, she said he might as well have skinned me alive. It was she said it was the most painful thing in the oh world my to her. God, poor baby. She said we didn't agree to polygamy or cheating or sleeping with underage women when we women when we said our vows. Oof. Poor thing. And you can tell she's still very heartbroken. Yeah. I think the only benefit to like when we just talked about how he's got a wife and kids at home in Ohio. I think the only benefit to something like this is that uh, they're probably much better off without that kind of piece of shit. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like even this, even though she's very sad, I'm sure that uh, it probably gets better after he's gone. Or maybe it doesn't because I have. Okay. All right. Robin has had a tough road. (laughs) Um, But I mean, you have to think like she was only 19 when she married him. So that really was. That formed a big part of her life and her... I mean, at 19, I thought for sure I was going to marry Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy, so we all have <laughs> rough patches. Yeah, we all do dumb things with marriage at 19. We all do. All of us. <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. I forgot you were married at 19. All I don't know us. if you want to talk about it on the show. <laughs> it's fine. We're good. Um. Oh, Makushla was another one of his... Women, was that- man, she got the short end of the stick on that Aquarian name. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so he thought of her as the mother angel, okay, and his mother angel at that. Even though she was a child, um, 
And so it's actually my favorite, my favorite picture. One of my favorite pictures in the many photos you see in the documentary is this picture of him in her lap, like naked outside of the pool. I think he's, he might be wearing Speedo. I forget. He was naked a lot. I saw this man everywhere. Um, and you saw his too. fruits and vegetables. You saw his <laughs> fruits and vegetables. Oh, no. And he is not an eggplant emoji, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but you see her holding him in her... This man is six foot four. This Jeez. is ridiculous. So she was gigantic. No. Oh. <laughs> He's okay. like a tiny lady. Oh, And geez. so it's just a great picture. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, this is my mother who I also have sex with. Oh, no. Um... Yeah, there's like a weird Oedipal thing going on here. But Robin's heartbreak was public for the whole community. And it was really yeah. sad to watch her her go through all of that. Right. Um, she said at one point she walked by his entourage of... He had 13 wives. Oh, my God. Um, she walked by his entourage one day and she said, Hey, honey. And he just looks at her and said, You're not allowed to call me honey mo- anymore. I have 13 <gasps> wives now. Oh, and like, gross. That was it. Um, the one man one woman law changed and people threatened to leave the family and some did at that point because he changed the law for himself right the law of the of the group right which at the time was one man one woman and once he decided he wanted 13 wives he was like you know what fuck it let's do polygamy and people were like "Mm, i don't think so yeah um he also abdicated the right to use medicine for any reason whatsoever oh geez so one man had a son who had a serious ear infection with 104 degree fever and he wanted to get him antibiotics. He said, I was scared shitless. My kid was going to die and everyone was chanting and shining blue and green lights on him. And there was so much peer pressure and he got out. He oh, left and took the kid to the hospital. Yes. And I'm so glad because yes. hero hero, because like those aggressive Christianity people that let that little boy die. Yes. I mean, I'm so glad this was not another case like that. Yeah. Um, one man in the in the video, why do I keep saying video? In the documentary, said, "I had the feeling that he was starting to go crazy." So his neighbors in the Hollywood Hills, right, did not like the mother house as they called it. Right. Which, like, yeah, I wouldn't like it either. If my nice house in the Hollywood Hills had a house next door with 150 people living in it and like I feel you I would not be good with that and they're no. all just like fucking and being naked and gross and I don't think so um and Manson had killed people across the street oh yeah that's right that's that same neighborhood <laughs> yeah so they were like um time to go <laughs> yeah so I love this the owners sold the house to a wealthy Mexican and all the white people had to leave <laughs> which I thought was quite yes, ironic fitting Yes. Um, they bought the father house then, as they called it, in Los Feliz. Okay, that's where the Manson murders were, were Los Feliz. Well, there's one here um, that they talked about. Sharon Tate was Hollywood Hills. The La Biancas were Los Feliz. Okay. So this is probably Sharon Tate's house. Is yeah. Across from. It was a three bed, three bath house with 140 whoa, people. Whoa, which is whoa, literally no. my worst nightmare. Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. No. Can you imagine working for the Census Bureau and knocking on that door being like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I quit. I'm just going to put. I'm going to throw my clipboard down I'm and I'm put leaving. Six and just leave. <laughs> it sounds like one of those comics houses, you know? Oh, yeah. Just... Uh, the um, shoot. What's the name of that house? 
There is one, like in that same neighborhood in Los Feliz. Mm. It's oh, Babe Island. I also feel like there's several houses in Los Angeles that have like 200 people living. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, there there is a comedy flop house that was on Vice, oh, where okay. they did like a series. Of, it was on that Vice Land show. Hmm. So when they bought the house in Los Feliz, they uh, also got 30 grand worth of equipment to build a home studio so they could start a band. Oh, great. Because uh, nothing's better than a family band. I was going to say, because 150 people in a three-bedroom house is just too fucking quiet. Not- <laughs> um, they had the band. They they made... And okay, this is supposed to be impressive, and I guess it is in the sense that they played so much, but it says they recorded over 65 albums spontaneously. Oh, God. I mean, just because you made 65 albums doesn't mean they were good. Yeah, I'm imagining living in this house, waking up at 2 in the morning <laughs> to Father Yad just going ham on some drums, and him just like, like take, <laughs> that was great. He was actually the lead singer. Of course. <laughs> They were denied at every record studio. Nobody wanted to sign them. No, really? Um, <laughs> so they went to go play at Beverly Hills High. And the footage of that. Oh, my God. And the kids in that audience that are just looking at them like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who are you? Oh, my God. Yes. Their faces are pretty good. But I guess a few kids would go up to them and say like what are you guys all about like what is like you know the ones that liked them and they were like oh we'll come to our morning meditation and find out so that's how they'd recruit more members oh they also played at the university high and at ucla so that must have been like their big name venue right they used to sell their albums for ten dollars in the back of the source restaurant and earth went people bought them they flew off the shelves earth wind and fire liked to buy their albums and now today those albums are considered like the most we you know. need one of those albums for our. I our know. Cult I wall. really want one. It's like the our, holy grail of underground weird music collector. Our, our ever growing cult paraphernalia wall. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I really would love to get my hands on one of those. I'll, I'll keep an eye out on eBay. I'm I pretty mean, good at finding shit. You can listen to that stuff on iTunes or hint, YouTube. Hint, all yeah. of our <laughs> listeners. Hint. Christmas is coming, and so is Hanukkah. I I did already on my Christmas list for family put that Synanon poster. On oh, there. did you? <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not optimistic. <laughs> um, so people actually really do collect these these albums, and like I said, the music's not bad. It's the vocals that I take issue with. Yeah, yeah. Electra talked about a time, or Electra was talking about the fact that he kind of made it sound like women got to choose who they wanted to be with, but it really wasn't yeah. like that. Isis came downstairs one day and told her. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> no, my, my, first, my first mental image, the second you said it was like with the flag yes, and everything. that's how I pictured it too. <laughs> like full black, like robes, flags, AKs. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like I'm taking this sweater. You can't claim everything, Isis. <laughs> Isis came down the stairs and told her that Yahoa wanted her to leave Orbit, her boyfriend. Not like you can never chew Orbit gum again. Yeah. Well, no, I was. I meant like, like float or- away. Like, yeah. <laughs> I meant like um the uh like a planet yes i thought i thought father yad was more just like a we're a big red family all right 
I thought for a second when you said that, I thought you meant like really Republican. I forgot we were on the gum trail here. That's okay. My brain went like, like a star because it was still <laughs> orbit. Um, anyway, he told her to leave orbit and go be with Mercury. So she did until further direction was given. Sam, that is the coolest. Like, that sounds like a love story. Like, you must leave orbit to fall in love with Mercury. Yeah, that's true. Like, planet love. I don't know. I'm just like, what was wrong with Mercury that she wasn't with Mercury in the first place? So I'm feeling like that must have been lame. I mean, she's back with Orbit now. And Orbit is, like, he's great. I like him. All right. He's pretty funny. So he has so many names. Father Yod became interested in sexual magic from the teachings of the Order of the Golden Twan. (gasps) Which is an occult society. Yes, it is. Oh. That could, like, my dream when we eventually have time to do, like, one of our big, big cults that we've talked about that haven't yes. had a chance to do, I want to do, like, an OTO Aleister Crowley episode before it. Okay. Talk, and talk about Jack Parsons. Yeah. Because he and the leader of that big cult that we can't talk about yet right. because of legal issues. Uh, like they were best buds, so I totally want to do like an occult society episode before that. I think that would be great. Yeah. I also just when you said sexual magic, just imagine somebody going, uh, and now I'll make my dick disappear, reappear, <laughs> well, disappear. It's, it's reappear. magic with a K, right? Yeah. Sex magic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, magic with a K. It's mm-hmm. like the thinking magic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the it's when nerds try to get pussy yeah. is what sex magic is. They claim that it was not about lust, it was about raising your consciousness and your dick. Always, <laughs> yes. always. Um and it was supposed to be taken very seriously. This is where the line got drawn for a lot of people. Right. They yeah. didn't want to have weird tantric sex with everyone and do I don't know. It's a lot of like jerking off onto maps and shit. It's bizarre. Yeah. People thought it went to the dark side. I mean, it's it's pretty dark. It is dark. You know. Robin talks about, then at that point, her getting ready and deciding, okay, you know what? Fuck you. I'm leaving you. And she finally got the courage to do it, and then she found out she was pregnant. No! Yes. Her daughter today is beautiful and so sweet, and you can tell this has affected her a lot, too, to see her mom be so affected. She thought that it would make him come to his senses and be like, she didn't get pregnant. Like she wanted to leave and then found out she was pregnant. She didn't get pregnant to try to trap him or anything like that. Right, right. But at that point is when he started calling himself God and everyone else followed suit. Oh, no. Mm, They called him Yahuwah, you know, the name of God. So at this point also, building inspectors, health inspectors, child services, and the police are all over the Source family. They're like, this is fucked. You guys have got to stop. And this sense of unease began to form within the community. And they believed that Armageddon was coming. Right. Um, In 1970, this is my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes from him. He said, in 1975, maybe six, there will be a (laughs) nuclear war between three nations. Maybe four. <laughs> Five. Like I thought you were six. all knowing Yahweh. <laughs> like I'm just hazy on the dates. <laughs> yeah. He sold all their businesses. They all packed up their shit and they left. You can't get mad at me. That's far fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it. I'm so sorry. 
I wanted to get it out on time, but I was laughing too hard at my no. own stupid joke. No. Oh, God. They wanted to open healing centers, schools, and spas in Hawaii. Okay. They thought they were going to build a healing spa in Hawaii, and they got there, and it was hell, because nobody wanted them there. (laughs) (laughs) Hawaii don't play. Mm -mm. People were not happy with the encroachment of spiritual communes. All these spiritual communes are fleeing to Hawaii, and they're like, what the fuck? We don't want you. That's true. This is like the third one, because mm -hmm. Budafield would have been there. Or, yep. or about to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Science of Identity Fellowship is already there. Yep. Yeah. And they said that they were sick of all the hippies on welfare. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. They were tailed by the police and nobody would hire them. Like, if they found out you were part of the fam- the Source family, they would not hire you. Oh, wow. Um, so they did what most people in America like to do when they're officially broke and they bought a boat. And they decided they were going to fish. Oh, geez. And they also bought an airplane so that they could watch the boat watch the fish, I guess. Unclear. Weird. Yehoah then called the paper and wanted an interview. And 24 hours later, everybody was armed and they were ready to just like shoot down anyone that tried to fight their, what? their commune. But it's so great because it's these hippies and the one guy's like, I didn't know what to do with a gun. I mean, I probably would have shot myself unintentionally if it would have ever come to that. Like, right. I don't know what the fuck to do. But he, um, Father Yod, was all about it. Like, if they come after us, kill them. That's right. what you do. He said, somebody gets killed, it's just a release. Oh, That's his, his quote. Um, I put... Jin was a draft dodger, so he was really scared. (laughs) (laughs) But he did start to question, like, what they were going to do now and what they were going to do to move forward as a family. And he was asking everybody, like, guys, what do we do? And a lot of them were just like, I mean, I thought you were supposed to know. And at that point, he was like, okay, I taught you everything you need to know. Bye. No, (laughs) what? Yeah. he, He then just pretended it was all over and they learned everything and they could go home now. Oh, geez. But then he gave everyone shrooms with source restaurant dressing on them. And he started to have a breakdown and started telling everyone, I'm not God. I'm just a man. Oh, no. And he was having this complete meltdown. And everyone was like, oh, all right, then. Well, I guess you're not God. Right. So it started to kind of fall apart. Right. So then one day, Makushala, they all get together that morning and Makushala's all dressed in black. And she always wore all white. Wasn't Isis's thing black? (laughs) (laughs) Makushla was all dressed in black. And he looked at her and said, you're dressed appropriately. And then she got concerned. And then she was like, I just felt like something was different that day. Mm -hmm. And they were all in the car driving somewhere. And he looked out the window to the people and said, Morituri, oh, no, go, the autocorrect changed it. But... It was like, Moratori, the salad to salute Thomas, which means we who are about to die salute you. Oh, no. But the good... Well, okay, so what he did is he decided he was going to hang glide with no previous experience or lessons or anything uh, from 1,300 feet and just go. This is the weirdest death I think we've had so far. Yes. But it's pretty clear in the recordings and everything, like, he wanted to die. Right. And he did it from what's considered one of the windiest and scariest and most dangerous places in Hawaii that you can do it from. 
And so when he jumped off, it was very windy when they all got there. And you see the footage. You see him die. You see everything. Oh, shit. And he jumps off and it's super windy. And the wind just stops. And he has a crash landing. <laughs> but I feel like that's God being like, look who's God now, bitch. Well, so did he. Oh, um, shit. He said, I thought I was going to fly the kite. I guess it was God's last lesson to teach me. Oh, damn. Wait, how did he say that? Because he crashed, but he didn't die right away. Oh. Right. Um, at that point, he asked, hey, do you think maybe I should go to the hospital? Like, oh, okay, so it's okay for you to go to the hospital, but no one right, else. Right, right. And Makushala said, I mean, she was like, I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to. But that's kind of against what you believe. And he was right. like, all right, I won't go. Oh, OK. Um, he died nine hours later. Oh, shit. Here's what's extra wild. They did an autopsy. He had no broken bones, no internal bleeding. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That yeah. is God killing somebody. Yes, it really is. <laughs> like, there was nothing wrong with him. Cause of death is unknown. Wow. Isn't that fucking weird? That's crazy. That was, like, the most interesting part of this entire story Damn. to me. Um, so they believed that they needed to leave the body in, the, in its natural state so that the soul can view its river of life to prepare itself for the next step. And then the coroner came. So, <laughs> um, it was, they said, just time for him to leave his body. So that's what happened. Wow. And I guess that's kind of true. I mean, yeah. that to me is incredible. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And the same night that the article that he died... A new star was discovered in the sky in Hawaii. And it was like in the paper and everything. They show the huh. articles. And he was very, very connected with cosmic powers and events. That was his whole thing. And right. so they, of course, were like, it's him. Uh, Which, I mean, it is pretty interesting. If, yeah. You know, I mean, it could be totally coincidental if you believe in something bigger. Maybe not. I don't right. know. Makushla um, <clears throat> tried to keep everybody together but within two years the family all went their separate ways right in 1978 snl made their sketch about (laughs) about them and it was pretty funny it's like they're working at the source restaurant it's pretty funny you'd see it in the okay in the clip but they were made fun of across the globe well yeah yeah um isis says that he still talks to her and tells her that she he has not released her from her duties yet Ooh. um so she organizes family gatherings and her house is completely devoted to this she is wow. the historian of it wow yes she lives in hawaii with her daughter saturna and her granddaughter a lot of them still live in hawaii and solomon the little baby that i told you about he lives next to his father and um sunflower who has the 10 acres of land uh-huh. in hawaii and then solomon has 27 acres and it's completely green. They're off the grid. It's all solar powered. Like, it's right. very much the lifestyle that they always lived. Uh-huh. <clears throat> In 2007, the Yahoa 13 reformed. That's the band. Right. Um, and that it's with Jin and Octavius and Sunflower. And they they tour. Really? Um, they have toured. They have three albums now. Celeste, a.k.a. Tao Aquarian, who is the daughter of Baker and Robin. Okay. Of Jim Baker and Robin Baker. She's so pretty. And like I told you, she says that her mom, she doesn't think her mom has really ever gotten over the heartbreak of everything. And it broke her in ways that are unimaginable. Wow. 
she has struggled to make ends meet and uh, she really tried to support her and her daughter mm. and it was it was difficult and she worked tons of jobs and did everything she could to kind of keep food on the table and keep them healthy and happy um, but I mean Celeste is crying when she's talking about it you can yeah. tell this is really hard on them yeah Robin now has fibromyalgia and showed all the different drugs she has to take every day. And it just, she's had it rough. Yeah. As she yeah. said, if you've walked a mile in my moccasins, like if you could only walk a mile in my moccasins, and I thought that was cute. Um, <clears throat> some of these are, are pretty intense. Um, oh, but Robin also lives in Arizona and aspires to build a research center to treat fibromyalgia. Okay. She's working on her memoir. Galaxy returned to Chicago and became a clothing designer and stylist for rock bands and now lives in the same or lives on the big island and has an IT business. Huh. Uh, Electra and Orbit are together. So she left Mercury, got back with Orbit. Uh-huh. She's a psychotherapist, a naturopath and a life coach. Orbit is a, quote, refugee of corporate America and wrote a book on the sacred herb. Huh. <laughs> Zinaru is a founder and CEO of an international group of stem cell research and treatment corporations and is considered a pioneer in emerging stem cell technologies, which I think is so cool Whoa. for a former cult member. Yeah, like, yeah what? just be like, seize the day. Talk about a success story. <laughs> right? And uh, my favorite, Damien, he owns the Source health food store on Oahu. Oh, shit. He's also an active Freemason, a radio show host, an Elvis enthusiast, and a Civil War reenactor. Oh, God. I feel like I would hate him. <laughs> I think the fact that he's doing all of those things. <laughs> all of it together. And that's like one sentence. None of those things are like the other. So I... No. <laughs> what? What does his calendar look like? <laughs> right. No shit. Magus dabbled in other spiritual groups. And then sold his software industry staffing company for $60 million. Ooh. Which is crazy. Like, yeah. amazing. Again, positive success story from yeah, a former yeah. cult member. I don't think there's many negative success stories, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Mahusala also dabbled, and now she's a hospice nurse. Heaven was a blackjack dealer and then went back to school to study hotel management and is now a concierge in Vegas, and she's married. And there were 54 home births in the wow. Soros family homes. Damn. Oh, but there was like a ton of people living there. Yeah, there was like 150. 150. Yeah, but that okay. means for each, like for every three people, right? There was a birth. Yeah, that's still and they were a lot all of... at home. That's scary. I don't want to see their sheets. Yo, <laughs> I just have to take a shit. Can you please do this somewhere else, please? <laughs> yeah, three bed, three bath, fifty-four home birth. Like fuck this. Jeez. I am out. Oh it's the God. worst house ever yeah that's terrible well this is super interesting i can't wait for part two like i'm surprised how it could get darker than that but okay yeah apparently that's the good stuff Shit. so and again they looked like they were having a lot of fun so right i'm excited to tell you about what really goes on behind the scenes Ooh, hey. mm-hmm. and so that'll be not next week but the week after correct all right just a heads up for you guys. Yes. So next week, don't be like, where's part two? It's the week after that. Mm-hmm. We had to space some stuff out a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, because we have to talk to lawyers and stuff now. So. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I love it. Thanks, Voldemort. I'm very well known for being able to discern what is and isn't okay to say at certain times. <laughs> this is why page edits for content. Yay. <laughs> 
Well, that was amazing. Um, thank you. I can't wait to hear the next part. And I think the most important thing to remember is don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Don't drink it. Or go hang gliding with no air. I mean, yeah. Don't go hang gliding if you've angered God. I think Just don't one. go hang gliding. It's a dumb thing to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs>